What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are the host and producer of the Hung Up podcast, and I cannot wait to get to know him better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Eric Cole. How are you doing? what's up what's up it's so nice to be here thank you brian for having me shout out to you all your listeners i'm hung up i'm i'm here we we, we ain't here <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> i appreciate you making some time for me and and taking my call today much obliged oh this i'm i'm i love this type of stuff i been in the podcasting game for a long time but believe it or not i don't get a lot of um invitations to be on other other podcasts is what i'm trying to say so i'm i love it i I love doing this type of stuff so shout out to you for for hitting me up of course thank you so much i totally relate to that like i do these interviews seven days a week but i hardly get asked to be on people's podcast so it's always fun when i get to get interviewed i'm like yay (laughs) seven days a week well i put out new um shows five days a week because it's a talk show podcast gotcha a labor of love shout out to you you know we just trying to be the black oprah <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> but tell me, what are you most looking forward to from this year? Ooh, softness. Mm. I like that. <laughs> I think so many of us are just tired. And we tired of saying we tired to the point where we're now, you know, we, we're demanding softness in our space. We're demanding peace. Um, we're not tolerating nonsense and disrespect like we were doing before. Myself, uh, along with a lot of folks, are, you know, walked into 2023 like, look, last year was enough. This year, I'm determined to feel better, do better, and I'm all about that, that transformation inside out, honestly. Um, these last few years, Brian, have just been one thing after another, grief, 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 one, you know. And then to witness what we go through as a community, 
you know, you start to feel yourself sometimes slipping away. Slowly just losing yourself. You're not doing the stuff that you used to do. You're not keeping up. You know what I'm saying? Like the things, the little small habits you used to have, aka self-care, you're not doing no more. Uh-uh. I had to take a break and say no. This year, I'm pouring back into Eric. I truly believe that that, that health is, you know, from the inside out. And so I'm really trying to embody that for this year. 10 million percent. What are you most looking forward to leaving behind in, in 2022? Mm. I'm looking forward to leaving behind self-doubt. Sorry, my dog is... <laughs> go, go sit down, go. My bad. I have three, they're fine. Hey, baby. He wants to be all up in it. Self-doubt. I realize, you know, when you're in your teens and you're in your 20s, you know, you hear the, the old heads say, time flies, you know, you don't, you're going to wake up and snap and it's going to, you're like, yeah, okay, girl. And then it starts to happen. <laughs> and then you wake up on your 30th birthday and you're like, damn, what happened? And then you're 35th. And then now you're like, oh, bitch, I'm pushing 40. What happened? The OS told you time flies. So what are you going to do, right? So it's leaving that self-doubt behind. And honestly, Brian, one thing that I've learned about death, because I've lost some people, a lot of us have lost some people, is you got to pour into the now. So leave that self-doubt behind, leave all those things behind that's keeping you from picking up the phone, sending that text, nurturing those relationships, doing the things that you really want to do, pouring into your own passions, because we know when we came in this world, that's when your birth certificate, for, for some of us, but none of us know when we leave it. And that is the true lesson of life. And I think that's why we witness one of the reasons why we witness death is to remind you that this is going to be you one day, girl. Like, nobody gets out of this alive. This thing alive, okay? So what are you going to do today? Absolutely. Now, for the people who don't know, tell my audience, who is Eric Cole? Eric Cole is a Southern, a Southern native country boy raised by a tobacco field farmer. Eric Cole is a young boy who grew up in creeks. People want to know who I, I was one of the boys, the kids that I stayed in creeks. I loved exploring. I loved discovering. I was always outside. I loved I loved connecting with nature. Eric Cole is someone who's, you know, deep down inside always yearned for family. Like a lot of us share that sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm naming all these things from childhood is because I truly believe we are really still who we are. Okay? Yes, 100%. We just I carry am still my eight-year-old self. <laughs> Talk about yes, yes. My feet are just bigger. 
<laughs> do you do you still have the same dreams? Yeah. They're just bigger now. But there's still that's one thing I can say that has been a consistent thread through my life is the only thing that I remember throughout my life is my dreams. Like I've I've lost, forgotten, or blocked out most of my life for whatever reason. But the one thing that I remember from the entirety of my life is my dream. That's it. Brian, don't get me started, okay? Because you, you just hit something right there. I was just thinking this morning, like, damn, I need to get in. There's some type of memory therapy that exists out there. Because mm-hmm. so many of us, like you, have forgotten a lot and some of that could be rooted in trauma because to survive we block out things and I was thinking about that I was like I need to get in that memory therapy because for some reason I can't remember a lot I do remember some things and the more I like marinate on this idea of I don't remember a lot from my childhood every now and again something comes back and it hits me mm-hmm. and I remember something has that ever happened and it, it's so emotional when that happens oh I can give you a very specific example one time I was watching the movie introducing Dorothy Dandridge and I've seen that movie a million times never thought about it twice right but the scene when when the when the auntie um checks to see if she is a virgin again yeah one time i was watching that movie and i was watching that scene again and for some reason it just snapped a moment in my mind watching that scene like i just started having flashbacks watching it and i had a full-blown anxiety attack like oh my god like i relived everything that that i remembered in that moment and it was weird how it happened because i had seen that movie so many times and it had never happened to me before and for some reason it was just that moment in that instant watching that scene it was like I just got snatched mm. into a wormhole back into my childhood. And it was some of the freakiest shit I had ever experienced in my life. But that yes, is some freaky I shit. quite literally know exactly what you're talking about. But yes, to and just to sum up, to answer your question, um, Eric Cole is, is, is now, you know, I'm an educator. I have a master's degree in education from Temple University. Go Owls, shout out to my alma mater here in Philadelphia. Um, I'm a business systems analyst. That's my nine to five. So you talk about a data, IT, tech. That's 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 the world that I'm really engrossed in. And you know, tennis bay. I always let people know that that's really my passion. Going back to that childhood piece, Brian. That's really what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a professional tennis player. I want. I didn't want to be doing this work shit. Oh, can I cuss on here? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. We encourage that. See, I see. I love how like people hear me curse for like 
10 minutes straight. Then they're like, can I curse? I'm like, it's I feel so like weird. I curse all the time. So I'm like, yeah, go for it. We encourage that over here. Please and thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Let it out. I'm letting it out. So now I still embrace the game of tennis, even though I didn't make it professionally. Um, I have two Philly championships under my belt. So yeah. I'm, I'm serious about the game. I've been on a league here in Philadelphia for over four years. And last but certainly not least, I'm the host and producer of the Hung Up Podcast, a platform that is Philly-based, that centers culture, society, and wellness from a Black queer perspective. And I really love this space. Um... Has there been moments of doubt? Yeah. Has there been moments where I was like, shit, I'm tired of this, man. I ain't doing this shit no more. Ain't nobody listening to me. Mm-hmm. Am I doing a YouTube show right now with a team of people on a budget of free 99? Yeah. Whatever it is that keeps you going, you post every day, Brian. Whatever, whatever it is, is 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 that is that engine, is that love, is that pour in from the support uh, from the community when it comes that keeps us going. And so, that's who Eric is in five minutes. I would really need about ten chapters in a book, and maybe that's. I love that. That, that might be coming one of these days, but that's just to give you five minutes. Well, if you ever need a host for the book tour, you know, I can, you know, it's I can all about collaboration. Much. And me you know, too. Shit. Look, we okay and get the job done. All right, now, on time. You used to now, say, work with your people, work with your people, and elevate your people when, as you come up. And I'm, well, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Likewise. When did you discover your gift of gab? Hmm. Probably back in 2017. Um, the summer of 2017. And the reason why that date and time is so specific for me is because that's when I was a guest on the Hung Up podcast. People, a lot of people don't know that I was a guest on this show this show was not mine um patrick and his partner were running hunger podcast they had created this platform something happened where his partner could no longer be on the show and patrick hit me up i knew patrick personally we have a relationship and um he's my neo and for my greek people you know what you know what i'm talking about He hit me up one day. It was like, yo, look, my partner can't be on the show right now, but would you like to guess? Would you like to come in and be a guest on the episode? I was like, you know what? Sure. Why? I don't know. People say they love my voice. Everybody, yeah. People always say they love my voice. Okay. Okay, cool. Let me. You have a tank vibe. Like, you talk <laughs> like tank. You really do talk <laughs> like tank. Like, it's a real vibe. Like, I love Shout that. Shout out to Tank. Mm, yeah. I love that for me. Shout out to Tank. Yes. Shout um... out to RB money. Yes, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so Brian I came on the show and I realized that I loved this 
I loved and I'm listeners are listening but Brian can see me I'm pointing <laughs> to the microphone I love this with the headphones on and the microphone and being able to connect with people who may not be in my neighborhood or my block in my city but I can still we can still connect and I think that's what a lot of us are really truly looking for we've done the work we, we understand the benefits the pros and cons of friendship but I think a lot of us are now looking for community and we're defining what community looks like and this and, and this is a part of that absolutely. absolutely so I think that's when I found my gift for Gab and then um being welcomed onto the show as a as a, a co-host with Patrick we um we talked about a lot of things a lot of topics we interviewed a lot of people we went different places throughout the country and sat and talked to sex experts and you know different types I mean just we did so many different things I said oh I like this I, I like I like I enjoy doing this and it was always low budget and still even now it's, it's just it's low budget and so we have to stay encouraged a lot of the girls pop up overnight and because they have the resources you know they quickly you know they There's a lot of production going on and no talent. I'll say it for you. Because you ain't going to talk your shit over here. I'll do it for you. There's a lot of girls that that have the resources to, to do things. And they do things because they think that it's easy. So when they see girls like us popping up and just doing shit, when they really don't realize that it's been five, six, seven, ten years worth of work put into it, and there's been actual effort and studying and research and preparation and... and, and and rehearsals and doubt yep. and sacrifice put into this. We didn't just wake up one day and just decide to do a podcast um, or to just be a broadcaster or be a voice in the in the atmosphere or the ethos. Um, people pop up and think just because they got a coin that they can be an on-camera or an on-air talent. And what they don't necessarily have is on-camera or on-air talent. If you get what I'm saying, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and um, which can be developed. What... It's not one of those things that you're born with or you're not. Like some people can actually learn the gift of gab, or they can learn to adjust in a situation where they can figure it out. But that, but but in that, I feel like the longevity is distinguished between the people who actually have a real desire to do it and the people who just want to be seen. Hello? Okay. Okay. <laughs> that part right there. The the, 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 the the platforms and the podcasts be popping up, but do they stay? Do they, do they stay? You know, Hunger Podcast has been in the game since 20, before 2017. And you go to iTunes you got all these hung up pod, hung up this, hung up that, hanging up, uh, like, and it, it's just like, I gotta get this name incorporated because a lot of these p platforms, they haven't been doing nothing. They haven't been doing anything. So you come in and you, you muddy up the water for a black queer talent that's been in the game that... I'll go ahead and say it. Like people like Tamara Hall, that's 
who I look up to. Like, I want to be on a stage. I want production. Okay. I Like, I've been doing this work because that's where I want to be. Mine and is so, Arsenio Hall. Okay. Oh, late The night. original Arsenio Hall. Yes. The original <sighs> Arsenio Hall show from the 90s, Arsenio Hall, with the band. Not the new one. That one was cool, but I like old Arsenio they don't do it like that no more and you know nobody nobody and correct me if i'm wrong but i think the most recent example that i could even think of is when monique had her show on bet yeah i thought that show was good and it gave you that late night vibe and she had the band and the dj and the live audience and she came out she was giving energy and i i'm hung up I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, they don't give us a lot of resources. They don't give us a lot of time. They don't give us a lot of... We... It's a tough crowd. It's a tough crowd, child. But that's... what. But, you know, that's the benefit to having an independent platform where, you know, you can just build it for yourself, child. You ain't got to worry about trying to squeeze a chair into a table. You can just put your own table in a mansion somewhere and just leave it at that. So, you know... To each his own. We just pick our battles differently, I guess. <laughs> you preaching today. I love it. I love it. I do what I can. Maybe it's the tank boy. Maybe you just stirring something up in me today. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I love it. Now, what is the most impactful thing that a guest has said on your show? Mm. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna think. Uh, I'm gonna I'm pull something recently. KP, the creator of Make It a Moment, was on the YouTube channel recently, and one thing that stuck out, he said, "I'm a real nigga." At the end of the day, what you see is what you get, and not a lot of people can bang with that because they're not in a space where they can be real. And so you're going to be offensive to them. They're going to have a problem with you. And so what we need not to do is to absorb that negative energy. Because that ain't for us. That's for them. And us absorbing that negative energy is only slowing us down. Keeping us from our purpose. Putting unnecessary roadblocks in the way that don't need to be there. We got enough to deal with, don't we? Sometimes we create these roadblocks too. And so... It's been so many guests. Um, I, you know, Doug Spearman from Noah's Ark was one. Mm. I had him on the podcast for two episodes. He really spoke to that cross gener that entered. What am I trying to say? Is it cross generational support mm-hmm. that we are often looking for in the community, and that so many of us need? Okay, me. Me, I'm pointing to myself. I'm raising my hand here for the children that can't see this. I am raising my hand here because I am raising it high. Yes, yes, I am constantly looking for a chosen family. I am constantly looking for elders and mentors and uncles and, uh, and big brothers. Like I'm always looking for that. It's uh, yes, speak children. Shout out to Doug Spearman. God bless you. Yes, 
That beautiful man. Oh, I love God. him so much. <laughs> and answer my email. And uh, okay. And you know what, <laughs> Doug? And I and shout out to Doug because Doug also gave me this was I think I interviewed him in 2019. Either 2019 or 2020. I had him on the show. He was on the show for two episodes. Um Doug got me together for one of my <laughs> for one of my interviews. Like again, like I just I appreciate that that realness and that support from someone who's been in the game and want to see another queer same gender loving black man um move up. And so I just I just appreciated that. I can't remember what he said. It was something um yeah, I was trying. I was using some new technology. It wasn't Zoom. I was I was using something new to connect with him, and it just didn't go well. And so, what I learned from that is, don't try new technology with your with your guests. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my god! <laughs> oh, I had to learn that the hard way too, Chad. We learned the hard way, mm-hmm. trial and error. You know what I'm saying? And I think honestly, that makes us a little sh- a little more sharper in the long run. That's just me. I agree. I agree. It's really cutting teeth and sharpening blades at that point. Like, you know. Now, take the moment that you found your gift of gab and compare that to the moment that you knew that you were talented. What did that moment look like for you? Ooh, at first, can I be honest? Of course I can be honest. I know you're going to say, bitch, be honest. Um, I was about to say, lie to me, please. Lie to me, girl. <laughs> at, at first, it was um, really frustrating and upsetting and heartbreaking because for a long time, I blamed my parents for not pouring into me at a young age, and I felt like I was failed. Like, I, I, I for a long Oh, look, okay. I'm you, still you dealing with that. I'm still, I am at my big age of 31 years old I am still dealing with that to this day I still have days where I'm like do you realize how much further I could have been not even from an emotional standpoint but like literally speaking like like but we'll talk about that later because this is about you (laughs) yes I completely understand I had to get it together um it was really it was hard um to to find that forgiveness and like you said we're still working on that i think i'm a little further along i'm uh a smooth 37 uh, well you found <laughs> forgiveness you are a hell of a lot further than i am <laughs> so, I've I've been working on it for a little a little while longer, but it's it, it was it was really hard. And then you you come to that time when you just break and you like fuck, oh my god, I've been spending all this time upset with my parents, and I could have been out here, I could have been using that energy. And so then you gotta forgive yourself. So after you forgive your parents or your caregivers, or your uncle, your aunt, your grandparent, whoever, because it's, it's different for all of us, right? After you forgive them, then you have to forgive yourself. And you know what? 
let me go ahead and be honest with myself for a second because you really tapped that for a minute like you really tapped that see now that's that R&B shit that I be talking about that's what that's you and that tank shit that's that tank shit I be talking about because <laughs> <laughs> you really tapped something right there I think what it really is for me is that I hang on to that I hang on to the anger that I've had from, from my parents because I can't logically understand how I have not been able to take the responsibility for my own anger. Mm. I cannot understand in my own mind how I've not been able to wrap my mind around finding some sort of forgiveness to an ability to move on. I think I am not in a place where I am, I know that I'm not going to be able to forgive myself for a long time because the logical thinking, overly analytical Virgo does not decode this matrix. Like, I don't know what this means. Like, I don't know what Paris means. So I don't know what's going on here. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, this, me being mad at the source of the anger makes so much more sense than being mad at the person who couldn't deal with it. So I deal with that math problem instead of trying to go and figure out the real issue, which is unplugging from the matrix. Because you didn't ask for this. You didn't ask to be here. It's so many, you ask so many questions. Like, why me? Like, why? Like, what? what, what why couldn't I been loved? Why couldn't I? And then you, and, and then people say, don't compare yourself. Fuck that. No, you do compare yourself to other families. You be like, I'm happy for them. Why can't I have that? Christmas gifts around a Christmas tree, Thanksgiving families together, like as dysfunctional as people say what it is. Well, damn, I would have liked to have the opportunity to take the picture. Yeah, I'm triggered take by the, the picture. holidays. Yeah. I'm triggered by the holidays. Like I say now, like I don't celebrate the holidays because of this, that, and the third, and blah, 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 which I do have informative reasons why I don't celebrate the holidays but 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 Christmas specifically is very triggering for me it's Mm. very triggering for me and it's hard to deal with every year because I have an eight-year-old daughter that I have to be happy for every year yes yes and that baby comes first yes yes and it's like I don't wanna be doing this but I have to because that's not hers to carry. She shouldn't have to deal with that. She shouldn't have to deal with that. It's on me. Damn it. See, this is the shit that I say was not gonna happen. I done told six people at this point that I was not gonna cry on my own fucking show. You and that R&B shit, get off my phone. Get off my phone, Craig. Before me, before you put me on your phone, I just want to say, like, I'm just my heart right now because I feel like you are breaking that generational curse. You are saying, no, I'm not going to put this on my daughter. My daughter but deserves better. And my heart is just. It goes out to you. I appreciate Because I, I hope you acknowledge and see that because that's progress that 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 right there is a miracle that is a miracle because you could have said nope i'm i'm gonna be (laughs) and i'm gonna put that right on my child yeah (laughs) 
said no I'm going to be intentional about and so I just I applaud you for that I appreciate it I appreciate it it's a shit show but that's why I say that I put the mess in the message child (laughs) and the message is there oof okay okay back to you what is the interview that you're most looking forward to conducting in the future who's the interview that you're waiting for T.S. Madison love her she need to answer my email too hey Maddie (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's, it's it's look. You put the you put it out there in the universe, and you just wait, right? It's it's that patience. Yes, um, that's someone I would love to have on the show because it's the transformation for me. I, I mean, I, it's 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 the coming from. I don't want to even say coming from adult entertainment because it's not. I don't want to even put adult entertainment like it's down here and where she's at above here no because shout out to sex workers like period like we don't don't... (laughs) period and still is to this day get into it oh yeah we're that type of podcast over here i don't know if i want to sorry no i'm loving that because (laughs) t.s madison was just on beyonce's album so i just i really want to just talk about that ride that ride from adult entertainment big dick swinging big titties like what's up what's good to she's still very much that girl mm-hmm. was she getting the check several and really a voice in the community a voice that we need in the community um there's a authentic voice in the community an authentic voice there's a drag queen that showed up on the breakfast club i think a few times and i can't think of her name but flame monroe not the type of representation that i for me Mm -hmm. i'm just saying t.s madison is that girl for me she she understands t.s madison came from the mud and still understands still in the trenches with the people and hasn't disconnected herself away from the people still very much we can get in touch with ts and i'm just saying in terms of she's vocal uh vocal invisible on social media her dms are open right and i just appreciate the glow up so ts madison just came came to mind right away um yeah <laughs> I love that. I love TS. I there's so much representation for her for me or f- from her to me. I love her dearly, dearly, dearly. There's so much that I would love to have a conversation with her about her Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> what conversation have you not had on your show that you're looking forward to having? What's one thing that you want to address on your show or have a conversation about on your show that you just haven't had yet? 
you know i haven't really tapped into the way that i really want to this um you know we've had the conversations about the relationship um you know with cis heterosexual black women and the same gender loving um, gay lgbtq men um we've we, we have these conversations about the um Issues with heteronormativity, issues with homophobia showing up in their relationships. But I want to peel the layer back a little bit and really talk about a specific thing that I see constantly that comes up a lot, especially on Black Twitter. And what that is, people, is a lot of our straight Black women have a problem or find issue with... Um, black men or black queer men that are comedians and you know put on wigs and impersonate um and i put quotes around that because i don't always assume it's an impersonation <laughs> some of these Thank people that, that, no, that could be who they are like I, that's just you understand what i'm saying right yes <clears throat> i want to get into that where you know a lot of a lot of women find find issue with I would love to have that conversation with you because as somebody who has a past history in drag, the connections between drag, transness, and black queer men and cis and cis black women, there's so much contention and animosity between those two communities where there used to be so much reverence and love that I would love to have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. I would love to have it. Yeah. There there seems to be a line drawn where black gay men, trans women can be the accessory. We can be the comic relief. We can be mm-hmm. the accessory, the, the um, stylist, the help. Mm-hmm. We can be the venting system. We can be the sounding board. We can be all of those other things. But the one thing that we can be is equal to because the one because the one moment that you say something that is contradictory to a cis black woman's beliefs, all of a sudden you just that other faggot, you just that other tranny, you just that other this, you just that other that. Oh, you'll never be this. Oh, you're not a real this. Oh, you want to be this. And it's like, yes. when? Oh. Oh, so you want to talk about reading? <laughs> oh, okay remember where that came from and you know for me this at the center of it is this ownership over femininity and I think that's mm-hmm. really what we need to talk about because that's really who owns at the femininity yeah who owns femininity who you know like and the fact what, that you're bitching at queer people about a femininity that is stabilized and structured in in patriarchy you bitching about something men created for you and yet you want to get mad at me about what you don't even have ownership of that's how you fucked around and lost rope that's how you fucked around and lost Roe versus Wade but I'm not going to talk about that <laughs> oh. because you so focused up- I'm just saying y'all was so worried about what trans women were doing with their genitalia and now you done lost oh 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 Oh, ownership of your own uterus. So 
maybe if you readjusted your focus. But I just mind. And I'm hung up. Yes, and that's on that. I know that's right. Yeah. So, where do you want your show to ultimately take you? Off of my nine to five. Period. That's first and foremost. That's that's like, if I would say a short term goal, I'll give you a short term and I'll give you a long term. A short term goal is to get me off this nine to five, okay. and and you know what? It's so doable. It's so realistic, and I don't think the community really understands the the consumer power that we have as a black community, as a black queer community to uplift so many content creators and put them into a space where they can do 10 times better. Prime example, I tell people all the time to my followers, subscribe to my Instagram. It's 99 cents a month, not even not even a dollar. It's 99 cents a month. I have 13,000 followers. Even if half of my followers subscribed, I could quit my nine to five. This is the consumer power that we are trying. And I say we, I'm talking about you. We all as creators are trying to convey on a consistent, regular basis. And this is why we need the community to pour in. Um, So that's a short term goal, long term. And I mentioned it a little bit before, I look at the Tamarind Hall I could absolutely see myself doing daytime um, budget, a staff, an audience, wardrobe, and somebody on this hair. Okay, <laughs> give me the opportunity. Put put me out there, and and this is to any producers or any anyone that could be potentially listening. I won't let you down. Okay, give me a chance. <laughs> so that's I'm the long term goal. Because we can be Sherry and Jennifer. Like, I'm just saying. (laughs) I mean, we can be the male Sherry and Jennifer. Like, I don't know what y'all doing with, you know, Karamo, God bless him, but he got his own thing over there. We can be Sherry and Jennifer. Come on. Like, because I'm just saying, that's the reason why I die. Now, the reason why I say that is because that's the reason why I do this podcast the way that I do it is because I want to directly convey through my actions right now that I'm able to handle doing a five day a week talk show that I'm able to sustain a radio show because that's really what I want to be doing for the next 40 years of my life is doing radio. Right. So if I do it now, I'm like, well, look. I have this catalog of material where I've been doing this podcast where I've done a different interview five days a week for the past five years. Hopefully it don't take five years for me to get there. Fingers crossed on this meeting I'm going to have today, hopefully. But, hey, um, yes. okay, moving and shaking in the streets. Uh, but, yes. like, I just, like, I want to really put forth the direct manifestation. Like, I'm really, like, taking a vision board and, like, manifestation it into, like, a 3D printer. Like, I want to, like, physically build it. 
So instead of just manifesting somebody giving it to me, I want to build it and then let somebody see it and be like, oh, okay, so now that I see you done built one house, I, I'll give you the budget to like go build a subdivision. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So me doing I this podcast it. five days a week is me doing that. It's like, see, I'm already doing a talk show. I'm already doing a radio show. Now give me the damn budget. <laughs> and the hair is given, so... Thank you. You know, I'm doing my little, you know, I'm trying to do my little, you know, Sonalates and love and basketball teams. You know, just, you know, just at the edges for me. <laughs> oh, a movie, a time. Yes, love and basketball. Time, you, know, you know, I'm a Sonalates girl. You know, I'm, I'm very, you know, love and basketball, brown sugar, like, like, like she's my vibe. When, when she was on Nip Tuck, do Jesus. Love Sonalates. Love her. Absolutely. Um, what has doing this podcast hung up taught you about people? Mm. A few things, um, that, you know, majority of us, a lot of us are doing the best that we can with what we have and, and the best that we can, the best our best changes and that's that actually is a quote from someone but it's really true um our, our best does change from day to day moment to moment and people talk about meeting people where they are i mean that that takes a lot of skill <laughs> and so that the more people you is a talent yes and you know this as someone who has interviewed a plethora of individuals from different walks of life with different um, thoughts and opinions. I mean, it's just, you get better at it as time goes on. You learn not to make assumptions that you truly will make an ass out of yourself. Yes, <laughs> and also, yeah, and, and also, you don't have to work that hard. Make assumptions for what, child? Like, no, just just talk, be in the moment. And, and don't don't make assumptions um what has this space taught me about people everyone's not ready for this creative space they will see you doing it they will see you doing it and be very much inspired may even reach out to you for help or a little mentoring or what have you and you may not ever hear from them ever again mm-hmm. okay you may not ever hear from them again because you know they may not start up what they said they wanted to start up or they could have went ahead and started up something and just never reached back out to you mm-hmm. I've seen both happen to me actually I've had both happen to me where I've had somebody who and this has happened to me in the in the YouTube space and in the podcasting space where I've had somebody could consistently have me on their channel because they see that I have a great engagement with an audience, right? And so they'll have me on their channel to build their numbers. They they um saw that my like they like saw that I got like seven hundred subscribers in two months and they were like, Oh, but you popping out here. I was like, Well I was not monetized, so calm your nerves, text. Um and then and then, you know, then that same person came back around once I started this, this this podcast, and it was early in this podcast. Like I wasn't doing shit. Like I wasn't doing shit. 
but I guess they just remembered me from the YouTube space and was like, oh, well, I guess you're going to pop off in this space, too. They were right. But, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think it's less, for me, what I attribute it to is, for me, it's always less about the talent and it's more about the work ethic. Because I've seen people who are less talented than me or less talented than people who are the biggest people thrive because they work harder than anybody else. I've seen people who are the most talented people in the world get looked over. Mm -hmm. Time and time again. Time and time again, whether they work hard or not because of societal conditioning, i.e. racism or you know whatever the case may be like there's always something right so I figure if I can recognize that I'm genuinely talented and I can outwork any person in the space that I'm in I'm going to be able to eventually cultivate a living for myself that is going to be plausible to my goals. I don't ask for much. I ain't out here trying to be rich. I want to be the Black Oprah, but I ain't trying to make Black Oprah money because that's a lot of taxes. I'm that that's a good thing. I ain't got time for all that. I don't got time. Like, I don't want the IRS to know me by my first name. Like, that ain't cute for me. So, first name I just want to be- They probably got a room just for Oprah down at the IRS building. They got a whole wing <coughs> over there just for her receipt. Mm-hmm. And I don't got that type of time or energy. Like, I want to be comfortable. I ain't trying to be rich. I'm just trying to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So, I figure if I can yes. just work myself into a space where I can turn this passion into a nine-to-five job for myself, i.e. radio, tap in, uh, programmer, Hey, answer your damn emails because I don't email y'all too. Um, <laughs> y'all know I'm hustling in these streets. That I'll eventually be able to get to where I want to get to, even if it's not where people think you should be. Or like, oh, you should be this place. You should be that place. Like, I don't gotta reach for the stars to get to where I want to be. I just want to get further than mm-hmm. where I am. Like, I like yes. that. That's all. I love that. I love that. And, and to sum up, to, to like wrap up my answer to your question, I, I want to just piggyback off of what you just said and just say um, to fully embrace being in this space, regardless of, you know, if it, if it lands you a million dollar check, it's just falling in love with what you do. And um, because we, like you were saying, we constantly have to see people people are coming up <clears throat> and you're wondering you know when is it going to be my time you just have to focus on your craft and what you're doing and when is your time it's going to be your time that's something that's 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 really what i have learned um one of the biggest lessons um in this is um when is your time is your time and and, and until it's your time continue to uplift and support others don't be don't be tight don't be jealous or you know what i'm saying those feelings we're, we're human those things may come True. it's important for you not to stay there but pull yourself find a way to pull yourself up out of that because at the end of the day you're only hurting yourself 100 percent. now in that line of thinking what do you think you've learned about yourself from being hung up um hung up has been a really supportive space for me to unpack so many different things. I'm fortunate to 
be the host of the show and have interviewed so many different people from different walks of life, so many different experts in different fields that it goes without saying that I that itself has enlightened me and, and elevated me um, on an individual level. It, it you know it matured me. Um, I learned that I'm also still figuring this out. I'm I I, I had to accept that. I didn't quote unquote make it in my 20s Um, and now here I am in my late 30s sometimes you know find myself in this space of ooh what's going on girl you (laughs) you gotta get it together before you know it it's it's gonna be a wrap like you you are already knocking on that door like people you know I'm but like I said in the beginning you asked what was this year about And I said, removing that self-doubt. So I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Because I have those same thoughts at 31. Like, I'm 31. Like, I have those same thoughts. Because we grow up in this society that thinks 30 is old. And then, but you get there before you know it. Like, you get there before you know it. And you're like, whoa. Now I'm old now. And I'm sitting here. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, by the time I'm 30, I'm supposed to be sitting in the penthouse with five million in the bank sleeping with Michael Jordan like like what's going on what, what's not clicking Steven like yes. like what happened yeah. Yeah. and so there's <clears throat> that unprogramming that that we have to go through during that Saturn's return of like oh bitch like we really growing the fuck up out here because you don't even realize by the time that we're raised to think that we're supposed to have it all together we're just figuring out who we are just figuring out who we are and for many of us like child paycheck away from being homeless I ain't gonna lie like it's been a struggle if it wasn't for the village I'm talking about the homies the frat brothers like people have gotten me through some things because I didn't I don't come from a family where I can just pick up the phone and make that phone call and be like hey yo I need this I need that can you give it to me no if anything they looking for me to be pouring in and a lot of times I did when I barely did not have for myself but that's you know those are the sacrifices that we make for the people that we love but you know for a good amount of my time especially after I got on my I was in a long-term relationship up until I was about 28. And it was just like, bitch, <laughs> you on your own, living on your own. Shit started getting expensive. I wasn't really working. Then, like, debt was accumulating. No one really taught me, and I didn't teach myself how to manage my finances. It's just one thing after another, and then, boom! Next thing you know, years, years, years to pass and all you've been doing is doing your best to survive from day to day and it's it's sometimes sad to be in those type of situations because you want to be in this like where we are right now you want to be happy and, and producing and creating content and you know what you deserve you want that Spotlight. You want the, you know what I'm saying? You want someone to be tapping in and pouring into you, but you over here struggling. 
struggling and that is a depression okay that is a depression that is a depression and and to pull yourself up out of that takes time for sure i am just pulling my like this podcast is 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 what's pulling me out of that because like it's crazy because I live by the thought process of like it takes 10 years to be an overnight success right yet in the trajectory of this podcast I've been having the opposite effect where this is the project that I've spent the least amount of time doing yet I've had the most amount of opportunities the most amount of success the most amount of growth the most amount of trajectory the most amount of things come from doing this one project in the shortest amount of time doing it I've only been doing this specific podcast since September of 2022 and it's still I'm only in my first six months of doing this podcast and it's like all the things that I've been able to accomplish over that time it's like maybe maybe that theory is bullshit and maybe it's just when you're ready you're ready and Mm -hmm. when preparation meets the opportunity and destiny finds her child y'all gonna walk off into the damn sunset together and i think i just am at a space where like the universe was was like all right girl we got time to get to you today we got time to bless you today we got time to pick up the phone if we check that email <laughs> like like, <laughs> like the universe yes. finally got to my email girl like yes, and yes. it just seemed like when I started this podcast and like figured out what I was supposed to be doing, like it just seemed like everything just started clicking and rolling into place from like me, like, you know, getting this opportunity, that opportunity, joining a network, getting these interviews, you know, to, like it's just been crazy. That so awesome. thank you. And so it just, I, 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 the only thing I can honestly say is just like, to piggyback off of what you're saying, it's like even in the times of like you feeling like it is never gonna happen, the moment you decide to keep going is probably gonna be the moment that everything changes. Yes. That's been my experience. The moment that I've I wanted that. to give up the most, the moment that I wanted to give up the most, and I'll be and I and and you can literally track this in real time. Because you remember that YouTube channel that I told you about that got like 700 and something, 800 subscribers in like two, three months? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I walked away from that channel cold turkey one day because I was having the biggest trajectory that I had ever had, but I was in the most depressed mental state that I had ever been in because I was talking about shit that I didn't want to talk about. And then when I did start start talking about shit that I did want to talk about, it started to have a really negative effect on not only my numbers, but also my mental health, right? And the crazy part was the shit that was taking the most negative effects on my content was the most um, ideologically fulfilling thing for me to make because I was talking about social awareness issues and nuances within the pop culture space so i was talking about housewives and you know all of that stuff like the people wanted me to talk about but i was talking about the racism colorism social awareness problems the the um the um toxic fandom and like all of that stuff within that space. it was going deeper yeah to try to you know meet y'all halfway and it just seemed to just 
hit a rut. And so I hit a point where I just hit a wall and I just walked away. I just quit the channel, walked away. I was like, fuck it, I'm gone. And I didn't do anything for three months. I didn't do shit for three months. I didn't I, I, I didn't get on the internet. I shut down all social media. I walked away from everything. I popped wow. up. I literally popped up out of nowhere in September with a podcast. I started it or I created the account on September like 6th or 4th and I launched the first episode on September 8th and I've been rocking ever since. I love that. You want to roll and it's this encouragement and uplifting that people like me need to hear because it's kind of like the, the, the little arcade machine where you know you the ball go back and forth we all have our moments where we might be slipping feeling a little down feeling a little discouraged but it's just moments like this where you hear that message from someone that testimony from somebody that picks you right picks you right back up and reminds you uh why you're doing what you're doing and that you are in the right space you are right where you are supposed to be even if even if that's pain frustration unsure okay if that's where you are right now bring that bring that to the content because best believe somebody's going to be relating to you (laughs) somebody's going to be relating to you 10 million percent 10 million percent what keeps you up at night I gotta be honest, I these damn I need some new pillows. Um That's fair. I don't have a problem with sleep. I I, I I would say I I I sleep um pretty well. I need one of those um those pillows where I can get some um support for my for my neck. Uh but nah, um You say what's keeping me up at night? Pillow. I need I need some new damn pillows, but nah. Um, something like I, I wouldn't say bills or nothing. Maybe student loans, but they don't even. I don't, I'm not even worried about them either. Fuck them bills. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can with what I got. Um, okay. And y'all gonna get it when I got it. So hold on to your love. Call in vogue for that, because I ain't got it. You know, if I if I have to be on if if something really bothers me, it doesn't always keep me up at night, but it's definitely losing my father. It's not just that, it's what happened around that. You know, mm-hmm. family members just act a damn fool when somebody passes away. Here go, here come a whole bunch of people out the woodworks that, bitch, where you been? You, oh, and now, you now you out? feel, you got your hand out, but where was you at when they were alive? No, you weren't nowhere to be found, but now all of a sudden you feel entitled to some shit. It's always cousin phase. So, it's a few, a few family members that I want to, um, I want to be like, come outside. Yeah, come on. We ain't gonna jump you. We just want to talk. I just want to talk. Me, me and my, me and my home girl. We, we, we just want to talk. Me and Brian me just want to talk. Me and Sharkeisha just came to say what's up. We just came to say what's up. 
just come outside. Come outside. I feel you on that. There's a couple people that I want to spend a block on. No shade. There's a few people yes. that I want to spend a block on. But I have counteracted those feelings with filling my calendar with things to do. I know that's right. Every time I want to slap the shit out of somebody, I book another interview. Every Oof. time. Every time. I'm like, you know what, bitch? I'm going to wake your motherfucking ass out. Let me get on Instagram and find me somebody to talk to. Yeah. Period. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yep. it, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God. This podcast has kept me out of jail, prison, and hell. I swear to God. Come on. All right. Good job. <laughs> I mean, the charges would have been stacking up at this point. And, I, and, and, and I'm with you on that. So I, I appreciate that question. What has this podcast done for you? Because it sounds like for both of us, it has absolutely been a space of healing, professional mm-hmm. and creative growth. Um, and we love that. We love this that. podcast has put me through media training, honey. I've almost called some people out for not showing up to interviews. And I have this this podcast has taught me some major diplomacy. I will say that this podcast has taught me patience, professionalism, diplomacy, cool, all of those things. Yeah, the people are uh, yeah. I've seen some interesting things. Yeah, I've seen some interesting things. Yes, absolutely. For sure. What do you fear most? Success or failure? I think failure. And it's because um, I feel like I my destiny has already been like ordained for me um, from a child when I, when I was really young um, there was a moment in time in my life where my destiny was really ordained and spoken over me and so I'm constantly going back to that moment I remember it very clearly I'm constantly going back to that moment and sometimes just wondering when, it, when is it going to happen was it a lie was it Was you know what I'm saying like here go that self doubt. How are you protecting your peace nowadays? Mm. One way that I'm protecting my peace is uh, less social media. I stay out of the comments because people are very nasty online and and just hateful and just oh god the things people say Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) no one no one no one no one no one went to black i think as a creator uh and, and it could be different for other people. Some people, like my co-host for my YouTube show, Tony, he likes to clap back. He wants to get in the comments and he wants to clap back. And I'm like, okay, I, yeah, like sometimes, but protecting my peace and protecting my energy, sometimes I'm not going to clap back. Sometimes it's just a delete. Sometimes it's just a block. Sometimes it's just a, I don't even need to give you any energy. And I take that from, you know, take that um, from the social media world into my personal life. Some shit I just don't need to even entertain. And so... You may find after you block a lot of bullshit out of your life that the text is 
you look at your phone like, damn, ain't nobody texting, ain't nobody. It's not a, it's not a whole lot going on. Well, you had to get rid of a lot of bullshit, and now you are opening yourself up and allowing the, some space for the universe to pour into you. Mm-hmm. You making room for business calls instead of bullshit. Hello. Because I'm telling you, I I feel you on that. Like I'm thinking about deleting my whole personal page on 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 Instagram because one, I never use it. Like I try to, you know, coordinate the uh, post from the from the podcast page to the personal page, but it just be sitting over there lonely and dusty, just lonely and dusty with no post. Yeah, and like it'd be all right. But for me, like, I think the only reason I'm on social media at this point is to promote my, my, my uh, podcast and to book guests. Like, if I didn't have a podcast to promote and guests to interview, I would not be on social media at all. And that is perfectly fine with me because I'm like, I grew up in the air. Like, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a time before social media. Yes. I know what the world uh, was like before the internet. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so... Time. Where you what really had to take your ass outside and <laughs> you had to invent, I mean, the imagination that we had as kids because we just invented our world, whatever we wanted to do, wherever we wanted to be, whether that was inside the house or even outside. We, before the internet, it was just, you really had to use your brain to, to have fun and take up the time. <laughs> Yes, child. Children don't know what it's like to sit on them green generators that be in cul-de-sac and actually find something to damn do with yourself. That was if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Come on, somebody. Yes. And if you don't, grow up. <laughs> but chapel. Now, is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't think you, you did such an amazing job. I think that, um, I know I can't think, I can't think of anything. Honestly, I, uh, I will share that right now I am getting back into reading. That is one thing that I've wanted to do as, as, you know, as I'm in this space, being a podcaster, being a host, I'm just trying to find more ways to educate myself. Grad school is done and over with, and I absolutely do not see myself going back. Um, Even though people would be like, get, get, go back and get your PhD. And I was like, I don't think I'm all ready for that. So I have been picking up more books. Right now I'm reading Centering Possibility in Black Education. Um, Mm. And so reading allows me to disconnect from social media and just get into a, a, a new space it sharpens my vocal skills my vocabulary skills it, it, I mean it's a, it's a lot of benefits that come with it so I will say that I have been enjoying that um, hung up high Instagram I still I still post I still post but I have taken a seat back because Instagram is a hell of a platform Uh, she's hell of a girl (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's not fun it's not fun 
constant violations, constant censoring content. It's just constant, constant bullshit with Instagram. And so right now I'm at a space where I'm doing less posting. I still am posting. So folks will still see me active. But if you're wondering, you know, what's going on? He's not posting as much. Eric, Eric is reading. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram is working my damn nerves right now. And I just need to pour into that, pour back into that intellectual side. And I'm hoping that um, I can bring some of that to, to my platform. Absolutely. Nice. Put your damn phone down and pick up a book. Yeah. Period. Yes. Butterfly in the sky. Say <laughs> <laughs> that. I love that. Bury that. Now, thank you. This was awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. My last question for you before I release you into the wild is what's <laughs> next for you? next so my youtube channel hung up high live we have two more episodes and then we are going on our we're, we're official cut for season one and i'm excited about that and we are you know going right into planning mode for season two and so that is what's next for Hung Up High. Um, just a, a new season we want to do a little bit bigger, a little bit better, um, more guests. And for season two, Tony and I really want to get out in these Philly streets a little bit more. So the people will, um, we have something planned for the opening of season two. Your, your favorite happy hour duo we want to we want to do a happy hour um and so we're working with a promoter right now to help put that together and so we're just excited about entering into that space being more socially act- active in the gay community and um so yeah i would i would definitely say that's one thing that's up next for the hunker podcast for sure so make sure y'all follow at hunker pie h-u-n-g-u-p-p-o-d so that way you can keep up with me because you never know what, what, what i'm working on i can just pull anything out the head okay <laughs> coming to a bar near you get your tickets now stay tuned children stay tuned stay tuned children it's gonna be a good time too stay tuned for the book too wink wink don't think i forgot <clears throat> yes you better speak life into me yes thank you i, I pay attention you do. I love it. <laughs> and I read, so I'm waiting on the book. Because <laughs> I need reading material. I've gone through every autobiography in my local library and, and my local Walmart. So I need new memoirs. I, I'm i all here for it. I want to do, like I told you, I want to get into that memory therapy. Because a, a big part of this book is going to be taking the people back to that Creek boy. That black that black gay boy who grew up in the Creeks of Southern Maryland. Um, I want to I wanna take the people back there. So I'm going to get into that memory therapy so I can be ready. Come on from the Creek to creator. I love that for you. Oh, come on. You better get- Wow. <laughs> well, I also write rap music, so you know, I have a thing about words. You are an artist. You you do many, many, many things. Many things. Yeah, no. In the words of 
you know, the great hero of being a warrior princess. I have many skills. Yes, shout out to <laughs> Yes, we love her. We love her. Now, on that note, children, I have to let Mr. Cole go. He has things to do, books to write, shows to create, interviews to book, checks to cash, things to manifest. Y'all know how this game goes. He is very busy. But I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this this conversation. And I want to send a special, special thank you to my guest, Eric Cole, for blessing the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This was incredible. You the bomb. I'm hung up. Oh, I do what I can. Thank I love this. You so much. Just come back. What a conversation. Time. You had me emotional uh, and joy. You made me we cry through a life. on my fucking yes. show. I have done this podcast for over 100 episodes now, and you're the first person to make me cry. Okay. So thank TV you. One, are you listening? Okay. Yes. Fox Call Soul, me. are you listening? Okay. Fox Soul, answer your damn email. Claudia Jordan, answer your damn email. That's all I'm hey saying. Hey, Claudia. Right? Shout out to Claudia. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Claudia. Anyway, anyway, let me leave that alone. I want to remind all of you guys, as I do every episode, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the mess. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Peace Bye, guys. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.